Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to JWF Monday Night Ignition. I'm your host, Silver Spoon, joined as always by the man that's killed 50 lava iguana in the Smoky Mountains. It's Captain Tibbs. The hardest part is getting them into the mountains. That's right, Tibbs, not native to the Smoky Mountains, but those damn iguanas died there. But Tibbs, speaking of some men that, let's be honest, we thought, we thought he might have been dead. Let's talk about last week's episode of JWF Monday Night Ignition. Uh, a man who was easily a fan favorite headed into the cash in the bag match in just a few short weeks, Funky Flossy, was being interviewed when suddenly the man known as AJ Steele, the man with the body of steel, assaulted Funky, sent him to a local medical facility where they have, of course, unfortunately informed us that Funky will no longer be allowed to compete in that match. And, and Tibbs, that's just some awful news to hear from fans of Funky Flossie. Yeah, Sills, in fact, I, I'm going to have to make an announcement about that to our wonderful JWF audience in just a moment. That's right, Tibbs, and oh, it looks like Tibbs is going. Tibbs is just going up to the ring, I guess, and he has grabbed a microphone. And I guess we need to hear from Captain Tibbs about Funky Flossie's removal from the match and possibly who might be replacing him. Let's have a listen. <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Monday Night Ignition. And uh, I'm sorry to say I, I come bearing bad news. It's, it's a promoter's worst nightmare to say what I'm about to say, but... There is a reason that we keep the cardinal rule in the JWF that the pay-per-view card is subject to change. Sometimes things happen that are beyond our control. Uh, people get sick, people can drop out, or uh, sometimes even a fucking asshole named AJ Steele beats the living hell out of one of our competitors and sends him to the fucking hospital for no reason! <clears throat> and that is... Why, I have to announce to you that due to the horrifying assault last week, Funky Flossie will no longer be able to compete at Cash in the Back. We here at the JWF wish all the best to Funky Flossie and his family and pray that he will make a full recovery and be back here fighting just like we all know he wants to do as soon as possible. But uh, as the saying goes, the show must go on. And we intend to put on one of the greatest shows in history at this year's Cash in the Bag. Which is why I'm proud to announce his replacement. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, it's the music of Rat Boy Connor. I'll be honest, I've been messaging Tibbs back and forth all week, and I don't think Connor came up on his radar as a possible replacement for Funky Flossy, but who knows? Let's hear what Connor has to say. Oh, oh, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, big man. Did, did, did Connor miss his cue? Oh, man, I, I'm sorry, Tibbs. I'm sorry. I just wanted to make sure the JWF audience got the surprise of a lifetime when you announced that the latest entrant into the Cash in the Bag match is the seductive, the sensational, the surreptitious man known as as the Rat Boy Connor. You see, Tibbs, every single person in this audience has been begging, pleading, crying to get more of this beautiful rat face on TV each and every single week. And I think you 
And I both know that the best way to do that is to give me the cash-in-the-bag briefcase and see me rise to the top of this company. So what do you say, Tibbs? Let the world know. Say my name. Say my name. Let the JWF universe see the next top guy in the world of the JWF, baby. Ah. Well, I... I wasn't expecting that, to be honest. That was... That was a little much right there. Ah. Actually, you know something, Rap Boy? You're right. I think it's about time that I introduce the JWF universe to their next top guy. To the man that I personally believe is the future of our business. To the man who is the final entrance in the cash in the bag match. And it's not you, Captain. Oh my god, ladies and gentlemen. Making his return from a horrific injury back at the Regal Rumble in January. It is Chuck Tibbs, one of the biggest names in this company. Let's be honest, he was a favorite to win the Regal Rumble match until he was sidelined with that horrific injury. And he has just leveled Connor with a massive running knee. The crowd is going wild. Chuck Tibbs is feeling the electricity of this audience as he picks up Connor and levels him with the D. D. Tibbs and, and, and Captain Tibbs, welcome back to the announcement. And let me tell you something, I, I think you're prone to hyperbole every once in a while, but today I think you spoke the truth because this man, Chuck Tibbs, is the future of the JWF and I can't wait to see how he performs at Cash in the Bag. Absolutely, Sills. I've been waiting for this for months now. We've been waiting for the perfect moment for Chuck to come back and take his rightful spot in the JWF. That's right. Many of us didn't think he'd be back until maybe late October. The doctor said he wouldn't be able to make a full recovery for a long time, but it looks like Chuck Tibbs is 110%, and, and Tibbs, I'm happy to see it, and I know you are too. Of course, Sills. It's that Tibbs blood in him. The Tibbs blood and nothing else that helped in his recovery. Not the stem cells. No, definitely not those. That is right, Tibbs. But of course, I know you, father and son, a great relationship. Another type of relationship that is great in the JWF is the relationship between a manager and their managee. We've seen some great relationships in the past. Scott Moore managing Scotty Moore. We've seen great manager relationships formed. But we have seen one go sour lately as the man known as Lawrence Whitney, the former manager of our tag team champions, the War Wizards, came to the JWF, but Tibbs, he didn't come alone. No, Sills, he came with the Blockbusters. That's right, the team once known as Titan Towers back in our developmental territory, JXT. They've got a new look, they've got a new attitude, and i got to be honest, I think it's thanks to that man known as Lawrence Whitney, but of course last week our tag champs came to the ring and they warned the blockbusters. They said run as far away from Lawrence Whitney as possible, and Tibbs, I want to know, do you agree with them after that? Well, Sills... When you really get down to it, you gotta think that there was something that went on with the War Wizard to cause them to leave Lawrence Whitney behind, to cause them to decide that it would be better for their futures to move on without him. 
I don't know if it's something that would cause another team to run away from him. But if those two, those two would know Lawrence Whitney better than anyone else. And honestly, there might be cause for concern in the camp of the Blockbusters. That's right, Tibbs. And we have sent one of our top interviewers backstage with Lawrence Whitney to hear his response to the War Wizards and how he feels moving towards Cash in the Bat. Let's have a listen. Hello, Honeypot Mick ate only 37 pizzas this week backstage here with the man known as Lawrence Whitney, the manager of the Blockbusters. Now, Lawrence, you shocked the world when you came out alongside the Blockbusters announcing them as your latest clients. I have to say, the men who had to be most shocked were your former clients, the JWF Tag Champs, the War Wizards. The entire JWF universe wants to know now, why did you turn your back on your former allies? Well, Potts, it's okay if I call you that, right, Potts? I feel like we've got a fun rapport here, right? I don't like it, no. Well, you see, Potts, there's a term we like to talk about in the managing world. It's a term called trimming the fat. It's where you look at your managerial portfolio and see that you've got some people who just aren't holding up their end of the bargain. And I saw that the War Wizards were doing just that. I mean, I managed them for months in JXT, and what did it lead to? Nothing but failure on their part. I got them everything they asked for, the main event spots, the title matches, everything. The whole world was in their hands. And they squandered it. They failed every step of the way. And when they announced they were heading to the main roster without me, I realized it was the perfect opportunity to move on to more impressive clientele. Which led me to the Titan and Bone Crusher. Two of the most dominant superstars in JXT history. Two men whose names are synonymous with fear and horror in their opponents' hearts. You've got Titan, a cold-hearted behemoth of a man who has the ability to pick up even the largest opponents and send them careening across the ring. You've got Bone Crusher, a bona fide sociopath whose only goal in that ring is to cause destruction and pain with every single move he makes. These two men were a damn near complete package. They just needed one little thing. Me. And with my prowess and expertise at managing tag teams, I intend to lead them to success in the world of JWF professional wrestling. You see, last week, the War Wizards said that Lawrence Whitney's name was synonymous with failure. And while that was once true... Because my name was synonymous with the War Wizards, after all. Now, Whitney Enterprises is going to be synonymous with one thing, and one thing only. Championship gold. (laughs) Well, Tibbs, I'll be honest, Lawrence Whitney seems very confident, but I don't know if that is... Confidence or stupidity? There's a thin line between those two. Yes. He's also towing the line between punchable faces. I mean, Sills. 
That is right, Tibbs. But who knows? He could lead the blockbusters to that championship gold that he promised. But Tibbs, if we want to talk about championship gold, I want to talk about RJWF Captain's Champion, the man known as the Dylan, who has been on, I'll be honest, one of the most impressive runs of his entire career. Absolutely. Still, the Dylan has completely reinvented himself. He has turned himself into a new kind of fighter in that ring. He has gone from the dick-punching monstrosity to the technical spectacle, the Dylan. He's completely changed himself up, and he has made himself a rightful champion. That's right, and let's not forget that Dylan has not been, a, been lazing away. He has been issuing open challenge after open challenge. Anyone who wants a shot at the champ is coming to get it, and he issued one earlier today. And you can see the Dylan coming to the ring right now, but Tibbs, I gotta be honest, if I'm in that locker room after seeing the man that Dylan has become, I don't know if I'd want to come out and face a championship shot or not. You'd have to be an extremely confident individual, Sills, or stupid. You might also have to toe that line like Lawrence Whitney is. That's right, but Dylan walking to the ring, and oh my god, eating a big boot from FOMO-san coming out of nowhere. It looks like Dylan is rocked as FOMO looks prepped, he looks ready, and he delivers the Rising Sun suplex down onto the concrete. FOMO-san is just absolutely decimating the Dylan, and the bell hasn't even rung yet. <laughs> this is wonderful, Sills. I wasn't expecting FOMO-san of all people. That's right, but wait a minute, T Tibbs! Tibbs, look at the ring! It's not FOMO-san, it's the Hammerman! We know FOMO and the Hammerman, they have been getting a very good relationship in recent weeks, and it looks like FOMO is just softening up the Dylan, but Hammerman is the one answering the open challenge! Oh, Sills, my heart can't take this. I announced my son coming back, and now the Hammerman's busting out to the ring. He's coming down like a house of cards. Oh, shit, Sills! That's right, you see FOMO tossing Dylan into the ring, almost like tossing meat to a hungry dog, and Dylan just walks into a big heel kick from the Hammerman, or referee Shibata ringing the bell, the match is on, as Hammerman levels him with a second heel kick, and you can see Dylan quickly rushing towards the turnbuckle, grabbing those ropes, but ooh, eats a big splash for his trouble, Tibbs. Ooh, that's not gonna feel good, Tibbs. Uh-huh, and Dylan tried to escape to the outside, but look at this, FOMO-san standing in his way. FOMO being a very good second for the Hammerman in this match. You can see Dylan just screaming at FOMO, telling him to get out of the way, and Shibata being forced to call FOMO off, but oh my god, that distraction, unfortunately, has allowed Dylan to just rake the eye of the Hammerman, pulling the mask, and then blasting him with a massive lariat, and I think that might be the comeback that Dylan needs. Oh, Sills. Turnabout is fair play, I'm sad to say. That's right, and you can see the mask of the Hammerman actually askew. He can't see, he is blinded by his own mask, and Dylan is taking advantage of it, trying to end things early with the Anaconda Vice, but ooh, before he can lock it in, Hammerman with a massive headbutt just sends Dylan reeling back, giving Hammerman some time to adjust that mask, get his vision back. And meanwhile, oh my god, FOMO tripping Dylan on the outside, sending the man known as the technical spectacle to the mat. And you see Shibata being once again forced to call FOMO off as the Hammerman backs up and delivers a massive hammer boot to the skull of the Dylan. Quickly goes for the pin. One, two, 
Oh, Dylan barely getting that shoulder up at two, but Hammerman remains on the offensive. But I want to ask you right now, Tibbs, I think there's a difference between support and all-route interference, and I think FOMO is definitely trying to cross that line in this match. Uh, I'm not sure if he understands that this is a one-on-one -on -one match, Sills. It has led to the Hammerman to get the advantage in many places in this match, but I don't know that that's in the spirit of the match itself. That's right, you see Hammerman looking frustrated, picking up Dylan, sending him into the ropes. Hammerman drops down, Hammerman jumps over and oh, went for the heel kick, but Dylan dodges it and quickly whips Hammerman into the corner. Oh, but before he can capitalize, FOMO once again jumping on the turnbuckle, distracting the captain's champion. And it looks like that distraction is playing to the Hammerman's advantage as he rushes the Dylan and oh, pins him with a beautiful crucifix bomb holding onto the mat. You can see Hammerman struggling one, two. Oh, Dylan once again just barely getting that shoulder up. But Tibbs, I don't know how long the Dylan's going to be able to last. He's in a glorified handicap match right now. Mm -hmm. It's very good strategy on the part of the Hammerman, though, to keep up the offense. Let FOMO Sun cause the distraction, and it allows the Hammerman to get in some of his big moves and hopefully avoid that anaconda vice of Dylan. Although, still not fair. That's right, but I mean, it looks like he is going for a big move right here. The move that won him the captain's championship the first time the Hammerman held it as he gets on the top rope, poised, ready for the hammer leg drop. But wait a minute, Tibbs! Tibbs, it's the VWO! The Hammerman's brothers, Griffin, Justin Clouds, both of them rushing out, and they're just beating the hell at out of FOMO-san. What in the world is the VWO thinking? I don't know, Sills. Maybe the brothers aren't... Maybe they're not really happy with this alliance between FOMO-san and the Hammerman. That's right. You see Hammerman looking distracted, trying to... He's got basically a civil war going on in front of him. And, oh, it's unfortunately allowed Dylan to rush him onto the top turnbuckle. And, oh, hitting a beautiful avalanche falcon arrow. But Dylan holds onto the arm. He holds onto it. And it allows him to lock him. He's locked him in the vice, Tibbs. He's got the Hammerman in the anaconda vice. And, oh, unfortunately... Tibbs, I know you. we were rooting for him. I know we are big fans of the Hammerman, but I gotta say, I think the better man just won as the Hammerman has been forced to tap out to the technical spectacle, the JWF Captain's Champion, the Dillon. I have to say, Sills, you gotta build some respect for the Dillon. You gotta have it for him there. He fought against two men in that match, in all honesty, and he still brought it out with one devastating application of the Anaconda Rise. That's right, but let's not forget the interference of the VWO coming out at the last minute. The Hammerman basically had Dylan dead to rights, but his brothers came out and interfered, and we know this has been a question in recent weeks. The Hammerman for years has been synonymous with his brothers, been synonymous with the VWO, and is it jealousy between them, seeing him with FOMO on? Is it hatred? What's going on between them? Whatever it is, Sills, I think that we're about to be in for the best episode of Family Feud you've ever seen. That's right, and we've actually sent one of our top interviewers backstage with the VWO to hear about their actions in their brother's match. Let's have a listen. Ladies and gentlemen, Don the Don McDonald backstage here with the men that have quite possibly just cost the Hammerman his shot at the JWF Captain's Championship, the VWO. Now, boys, I gotta know, that's your brother 
out there. He was dominating. He was performing at the top of his game. Why interrupt his success? Because what we saw tonight and what we've seen over the past few weeks from our brother is not success, McDonald. It is madness. Our brother seems to be bowing at the altar of FOMO-san. And it's leading him down a dark path. I mean, you saw what happened out there. FOMO was interfering in our brother's match. He was disrupting the purity and the type of wrestling that the Hammerman and we, his brothers, were raised on. FOMO-san has become a bad influence on our brother is the short and the long of it. And it is our job to save him and return him to the man that he once was. Really? Really? That's what you think I'm doing to your brother, Griffin? No, I'm helping ascend the Hammer Man to the next level of success. Griffin, I don't think you understand this, but I'm on your side. I don't know if you'll believe that, but I am. You see, I want your brother to have all the success that he deserves. But if he keeps walking the same path as you, I fear his career will grow stagnant. The Hammer Man must grow in order for him to become a success, and that means he must grow past the VWO. He must become greater than you and greater than you. And believe me, he has. And he's going to prove that when you two face off against him and I next week. You dug your own graves attacking me earlier tonight. And next week, I'll be forced to bury you in them. I don't... Tim's... Is he being... Like, is he gonna kill him? Because that's what it sounds like he's trying to do. Uh... You know what, Sills, after WrestleMania, I think all bets are off. That is right, Tim. But of course, uh, speaking of championship matches, just had one epic championship match into our main event tonight, which is going to be an epic match for the JWF World Heavyweight Championship as the man known as Scotty Moore takes on a man who, Tibbs, let's be honest, we never thought we'd see this guy in the main event. We never saw, thought we'd see this guy challenge for the JWF Championship in a one-on-one match. But here, here tonight, he's in the match. It's Guy Fieri, Tibbs. And it makes me beyond happy to hear that Guy Fieri is in competition for the JWF World Heavyweight Championship again. He has fought for it. He has longed for it. And he finally came out and called Scotty Moore out. That, that's right, Tibbs. But why don't right now, let's go down to the ring for introductions ahead of this epic championship match. Ladies and gentlemen, the following match is for the JWF World Heavyweight Championship. In the left corner, he is the king of Flavortown, Guy Fieri. And in the right corner, he is the self-proclaimed hero of the JWF and your JWF World Heavyweight Champion, 
Scotty Moore. And Tibbs, there you can see Scotty Moore handing off the JWF Championship, a title that has some great history in this company. Hold it high, Shibata, showing that title off to the entire audience. And Tibbs, let me tell you something, this is what it's all about. When you come to this company, every single man, woman, whatever, they've got one goal and one goal in mind, and it's to win that belt right there. And I'm happy that Scotty Moore actually showed up tonight to defend it. That's right, Scotty Moore had been absent in recent weeks from JWF, but that bell goes ringing. Oh, Guy Vietti with a big shoulder tackle just sending Scotty Moore to the earth, and you can see Scotty looking rattled as Guy goes for another, and oh my God, just sends Scotty flying across the ring. I mean, we've seen some Scotty and some squashes before, but this is, this is some manhandling from Guy Fietti right now. That is the hunger of Guy Vietti, Silva. That is how badly he wants this championship. And I honestly don't think that Scotty Moore was expecting this kind of ferocity coming into it. He's got to get his game together quick, or he's not going to have that belt for much longer. That's right, you can tell he's rattled going to the outside of the ring, and I think this might be him trying to get back on his game plan, but Guy Fietti not having it, going to the outside, giving chase, and Tibbs, this might be the one area that Scotty has over Guy Fietti. It's the area of speed as Scotty rushes into the ring and who just stomps on the body of Fietti as he attempts to roll back into the ring, and it is that kind of sneak attack, that kind of cleverness that could see Scotty Moore walk out with that belt around his waist. Exactly, Sills. He looks like he's come back around. He looks like he's finally using his advantages in the match. It looks like he is trying his best not to let Guy Fieri catch him like that again. But it's all going to come down to the timing. That's right. You see Guy just walking towards Scotty. Scotty goes for an enziguri, but Fieri just brushes it off. Scotty going for a chop, but Fieri keeps coming. This man looks like a Terminator as he just rushes towards Scotty Moore, goes for the knockout punch, but ooh, Scotty grabs his arm and drapes it over the ropes, ooh, injuring the shoulder as he drags down on it. And Tibbs, you can see Fieri favoring that shoulder, holding on to it, and I don't think that is a wise move. That has given Scotty Moore a target right there. Exactly, Sills. Uh, you got to have a poker face, honestly. If you're feeling hurt in an area, if you got a little bit of strain going on, you can't let your opponent know that. The more you telegraph that, the more easy it's going to be for your opponent to take advantage. That's right, and Scotty rushes the ring, hits that Enziguri straight into the shoulder before taking out Fietti with a big drop kick to the knees. And you can see Scotty Moore, let's think about this. Scotty Moore, he trained with his father, Scott Moore, a big man in his own right. Scotty Moore definitely knows what it takes to take down a big guy like Fietti, and he is putting it to use right now as he climbs the top rope, waiting for Fietti to get back to his feet as Scotty looks to finish things off. But, oh, Fietti catches him. Fietti catches him in midair and choke slams him into the mat. Fietti goes for the pin. One, two. Ooh, Scotty just barely kicking out at that last minute. But Tibbs, Fietti has got to hold on to this advantage. Exactly, Sills. You see, Fietti only needed that one moment to catch Scotty Moore like that. Right out of the air. Scotty Moore's got to be careful about going for any high-flying moves right now while Guy Fietti is on his top game. That's right, Fietti now looking a little flustered, bouncing off the ropes, goes for a big senton, but ooh, Scotty evades. Fietti just careening into the mat, the back cracking against it, and Scotty knows he has to do something big, backs up into the corner, and Tibbs, he looks poised, he looks ready to deliver the Scotty kick straight to the jaw of Guy Fietti, who just falls to the mat in a heap. 
Scotty rushing forward for the pin. One, two, oh, Fieri. Fieri kicks out two and three quarters, and Scotty Moore looks pissed, Tibbs. Oh, I would be too, Sills. Scotty Moore used his opponent's own power to his advantage. He used it to get Guy Fieri off kilter, and he went for a fantastic combination, but it wasn't enough to put Guy Fieri away. Oh, but this might be, Tibbs. As Scotty Moore sets up for it, the move that won him the championship, the SMG, but no! Fieri, Fieri shoves Scotty away before, ooh, blowing him away with that big knockout punch. And Scotty Moore looks like he has just been shot in the face, falling into a heap. But wait a minute, Tibbs, you can see the effect on Fieri not being able to immediately capitalize as he adjusts that shoulder once again. Yeah, Sills, it looks like that shoulder, he wasn't able to get quite as much power behind that punch. It must have taken a lot out of him. If his strength is waning, that is going to be a make-or-break moment for Guy Fieri. That's right, but he manages to fall into that pin, barely covering Scotty Moore. One, two. Ooh, Scotty kicks out, but you got to think, Tibbs. Fieri, he wasn't able to hook the leg due to the shoulder injury. That had to have influenced that kick out. I think if Guy Fieri had managed to hook the leg, it would be all over for Scotty Moore right now. All right, Sills pulling up the opponent's leg, hooking it. It puts so much more pressure on their body. It makes it so much harder to lift those shoulders up. If you aren't able to hook the leg, then you could just completely ruin a pinfall attempt. That's right, but it looks like Guy Fieri not done picking up Scotty Moore with a big clothesline. Then another just hanging onto the arm, delivering these beautiful short arm clotheslines before sending Scotty into the ropes and leveling him with a spear in the middle of the ring. Scotty looking broken, Scotty looking beaten as Fieri picks him up on his shoulders, getting prepared to deliver the food fight. But wait, Scotty! Scotty Moore! Scotty Moore reversed the food fight into an SMG! He drove Fieri's head down into the mat, and Tibbs, I don't even think Scotty Moore realizes what he's done. Almost like he was acting off a of pure instinct, Sills, but that SMG was enough, enough to knock Guy Fieri silly, and he's got to capitalize on it. Yes, right, Scotty, you can see him scrambling towards that pin. One, two, Three And just like that, Tim Scotty Moore retains his JWF World Heavyweight Championship. But let me tell you something, Tim. It wasn't until after one hell of a fight from Guy Fieri. Let me tell you something. The king of Flavortown, he, he says he's usually ashamed when he loses a match. I say Guy Fieri has nothing to be ashamed of after that epic encounter. He put up every bit of fight that you can see in him. It was that shoulder injury that really, really hurt him in this match. And it was the fact that he couldn't avoid Scotty Moore's best death-defying move, like that SMG at the very end. And because he couldn't avoid it, he lost it. That's right. And oh, wait, wait, what in the world is Scotty Moore doing? He's he's come to the outside. He's grabbed a steel chair. Scotty Moore has a steel chair. And oh my God, is just furiously beating down Guy Vietti and, and Tim Scotty Moore looks pissed. I don't understand, Stills. Why is he going for the chair? He won the damn match. Just leave the man alone. Well, you can see Shibata, our faithful referee, trying to separate him away, but... Oh, Tibbs, here comes a man that might be able to separate him a little bit easier. It is the former champion, Momoa Curry, rushing the ring like a house of fire. And Tibbs, Scotty is turning tail and running straight out through the audience, trying his best to escape. Yeah, Scotty Moore, he still doesn't want to be in the ring with Momoa Curry for too long because of the righteous fear that Momoa Curry brings with that anger. You can 
feel it seething off of him. It, it, it's almost disconcerting to Sills. That's right. You can see Momoa going to check on Guy Fieri and picking him up. And look at this, Tibbs. Momoa Curry raising the hand of Guy Fieri. And Tibbs, you got to think that is a massive show of respect from the man known as the god of the JWF. And Guy Fieri looks pleased as punt. Ever the kind being at heart, though. Momoa Curry. He's always looking out for his fellow competitors, and he's always... Oh my god, T Tibbs! Guy Fieri! Guy Fieri's picked up Momoa Curry! Guy Fieri has the god of the JWF on his shoulders, and he levels him with a food fight onto the steel chair! Tibbs, what the hell is Guy Fieri thinking right now? He is just taking out Momoa Curry! Uh, I, d I don't... I don't know, Sills. I'm fucking flabbergasted is what I am! Why? Guy Fieri has just turned his back on Momoa Curry, turned his back on the god of the JWF. And look, you can see Scotty in the audience almost smiling. Guy, almost like he had a plan. I don't know what's going on between these three men, but I guess we will find out next time on JWF Monday Night Ignition. But of course, in addition to that, Tibbs, we are going to see that epic match that was announced earlier tonight as the VWO take on one of their own. They take on the man known as the Hammer Man and his tag team partner FOMOS on it. In addition to this, Tibbs, you announced earlier that Chuck Tibbs, the returning hero of the JWF, is going to be taking on Rat Boy Connor. And Tibbs, I'll be honest, I think you might have just gave your boy an easy win to start things off. I'm not going to try to accuse you of anything here, but I think you may have just gave him an easy victory. You know what, Sills? Rat Boy Connor's really a... He's a he could be a hefty opponent, as we've seen before. He can be something in the ring. He can be a perfect match to get some ring rust off for somebody if they're coming back and if they're a great competitor like my son. I'm not going to say that I'm biased. That's right, Tibbs. But until then, ladies and gentlemen, remember to support JWF Monday Night Ignition on Patreon. Patreon.com slash load of BS is where you provide support for the entire BS network. And of course, if you donate, you may make your way down to JXT, our developmental territory. We, of course, know Gazi. He was a, a donator on the Patreon, came to JXT, and he has had massive success down there. He's been a tag team champion, and that you could be a champ if you donate at patreon.com slash a load of BS tips. We love your money, and we love your support, because your support brings us love and money sometimes. That's right, and in addition to that, remember to pick up merch for all your favorite JWF superstars online at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Click in the Fight Boys section, go down to JWF Wrestling. We got shirts for all your favorites, the Hammerman, there's a Captain Tibbs poster, whatever you want, you can get it at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. But until next time, he's been Captain Tibbs. I've been Silver Spoon. This has been JWF Monday Night Ignition, and we will see you next time.